I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Part of the problem with the warrant is that it lacks particularity. I mean, this thing is unbelievably broad. It says that if you find a single document with any classification marking, any classification marking, you can take the whole box, and then you can take all the boxes that are there with that box. So it is basically in order to take the entire animal, including the oink and the moo. I mean, it is. that's why they scooped up so much. I had not heard that. Some delicious animal with beef and pork on it. I had never heard. Is that an expression, including the oink and the moo? Maybe it is. Uh, it's a new one on me. Jonathan Turley there. Love Jonathan Turley. Hey, before we forge ahead, forgive me, but I wanted to throw this in. Wanted to welcome Power Talk 1040 AM to the Armstrong and Getty family. Fabulous radio station, Colorado Springs, Colorado, where my parents lived for many years. I Love the Springs. I have so many warm memories of spending time there, watching the thunderstorms come over Pikes Peak, watching the Air Force cadets uh, the parachuting and stuff. Just a wonderful town. So welcome, Power Talk 1040. Well, Glad to be honored to be with you. I'm from western Kansas, so that was a regular vacation destination for us. Beautiful. This is the closest thing around. It wasn't just Fantastic. flat dirt. <laughs> Jack, on the other hand, many people vacation in Palm Springs, Florida, home of Mar-a-Lago. Good transition. Not really. And it's been a week since the raid, and I don't know if we know a whole lot more than we knew a week ago, actually. Come to think of it. One thing I know is people are just on their team and don't want to hear a single word that weakens their case, and we argue about like critical constitutional matters, matters as if it's you know 10 years ago and we were arguing about which contestant on Survivor ought to win. And and it's become America's like parlor game, our conversation. Um, I don't think people understand how serious some of this okay, stuff is. Okay, well, that's a good, uh, as an aside here, before we get back into the specifics of the Trump raid, I was talking to somebody yesterday that I was, I was in a mood about 
the stabbing of an author on stage. Mm-hmm. Salman Rushdie getting stabbed on stage. And I just, I, I just, and I think the reason it bothered me was just a feeling of we, we got all this hot, hot rhetoric going on from both sides and everybody acting like you can just say anything and, and, and get away with it. And there's something about that stabbing that, that just made me feel like these are, these are all real issues. Yeah. These are all these are all real things. Claiming this is Jim Crow on steroids will have repercussions. Oh. Claiming we now live in a banana republic and the FBI is like the Gestapo will have repercussions. You can't just say anything and not expect to get violent reactions from crazy people. Not to mention a handful of shootings around the Capitol in recent days. Guys showing up to assassinate Brett Kavanaugh. I just I wish mean, we could calm down about all this stuff. Yeah, I would agree. I just think a lot of the powerful people making the most outrageous claims and statements feel like, yeah, there will be repercussions. I get more money and I get more power. The heads that get cracked or the gunshot wounds that will uh, render a family grief-stricken for the loss of their loved one, that won't hit me. That'll hit other people. I think it was uh, Rick Scott. He was the governor of Florida, and he's now a senator. Is that right, the bald-headed guy? Um, he's the one that said the FBI is just like the Gestapo. Do you think that helps anything? I mean, oh. it, maybe they, maybe, maybe Merrick Garland and the FBI overstepped. They may have. Maybe they're politically motivated. May have, but claiming they're the Gestapo—that's not going to help anything. And there's right. plenty of examples, uh, you know, on the Democrat side. I'm not. That—that's the whole point. Both sides feel like you can say anything. Or do anything, like fake up a, a, a case for a FISA letter to investigate Carter Page. The sort of tearing up, breaking down of our norms to serve my side. My side is so righteous, and this is so important. It, the norms don't matter anymore. Both sides need to cut that out, yeah. or we're going to have chaos. Yeah. Might be too late. I think it is. <laughs> do you want my honest appraisal? You think it's too late? I think it's very, very late. You know, I've I've watched enough uh, exciting Hollywood films that uh, I used the term film the other day, and somebody said, wow, old guy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and he was a fellow old guy, too. Uh, Speaking so of I films, said, I ought to take you out to back of the gym. <laughs> Speaking of films, the new Doctor Strange couldn't suck more, in my opinion. Oh, really? God dang it, I had trouble sitting through that. Haven't even was it woke? Through- no, it was just bad. I just oh. it was just it's just convoluted and not interesting. Mm, anyway, yeah. we're we're so off the far off the theme here. I just yeah, I'd say I had a point. I think. Oh, I've watched enough exciting uh, movies that sometimes when it looks darkest, then the solution is found or, or a hero emerges, etc. So I haven't given up. I just think uh, everybody's a little too comfortable with. I don't care if I burn it down as long as I win. Yep. You know what the tipping point is going to be to me? I think the tipping point is Republicans win a close presidential election that half of the country that's Democrat doesn't believe is real. Um, I th- and and they fight it. I think that's right. where we're just going to go into complete cannibalism. Every, everything. I mean, it all comes apart. Well, we've got a lot of great uh, quotes from a lot of really smart, even-handed people here. You want to hit some of those? Sure. You want to stick with uh, Jonathan Turley? For Why a not? Uh, let's hit 31, Michael. 
presidents have always argued that they could declassify information unilaterally. This president says he had a standing order to do so when he removed material from the White House. That's really uncharted territory legally. I mean, we haven't had that sort of litigated out. Right. So that has never been challenged. The idea that the a president can just declassify anything, anything they want. And Trump's people are saying that his rule was immediately if he takes it off the grounds, it's declassified. Um, John, uh, excuse me. Yeah, I'm raising my hand. Is that good enough? Is that our system? Well, what, what? Nobody's ever challenged it. It probably shouldn't be. I would think probably shouldn't mm-hmm. be, but it's never been challenged as to whether it is or not is Turley's point. Now, uh, Bolton, the national security advisor for about a year and a half, he says, I was not on a, aware of that standing order. And you sure think I would have been if uh, that were the case. But mm. so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. One more John Turley, 32. What concerns me is that the Trump people say that they asked for a special master to just go in and independently look at this material to remove attorney-client material, and that that request was denied. Now, if that's true, it does concern me, because Merrick Garland needs to assure the public that this isn't a political issue, this isn't a pretextual search. He could have done that by saying, look, we will have a special master look at this. We don't want attorney-client material, and this isn't a pretext for another investigation. If he, if he denied that request, I do find it pretty troubling. I don't think this is going to play out on the timeline that people want. Like it's no. a, like it's a TV show where you know you should get another exciting update today. Could be months before we get another wrinkle in this. Yeah, and listening to Turley, he brought up a couple of points that I really hadn't uh, looked into yet. It, it occurs to me that the national conversation about this, in terms of you know the average voter, isn't going to get a tenth of the way as deep into the questions as it should. I congratulate folks listening. You know a hell of a lot more about it than most people. Um, It'll just be yelling back and forth about the Gestapo and, and, and Trump's trying to give away our secrets to China. It'll just be people yelling at each other, which uh, that frustrates me. I will point out again, if you weren't listening at the very beginning of the show, uh, I saw legal experts from ABC and NBC and NPR mentioned it today that that whole Espionage Act part. So there are three reasons that they went in and got the boxes, according to the warrant on that came out on Friday. And one of them was the Espionage Act. Uh, everybody seems to think that's that's not going to be a thing. That's that's uh, that's easily challenged, very vague. That's not a problem, even though that got the most attention for a couple of days because it sounds very exciting. Oh my um, gosh! But the one that he's in the biggest trouble with is any sort of. Obstruction of justice, destroying of records, that sort of stuff. That one could be a problem. So we'll see. Let me set myself a timer for six hours because that narrative will probably last about that long. Then we'll be on to a new one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jason Riley, the Wall Street Journal, very smart, very reasonable man. Uh, he had comments. Clip 33, Michael. Donald Trump has been out of office for 18 months. If these documents are so sensitive, nuclear secrets, highly sensitive material, why did the Justice Department wait so long? What's the urgency here? Why did the Justice Department wait so long to do this? I thought that was a pretty good point. I thought that was pretty good. If it's actually devastatingly secret stuff, shouldn't you find a way to get around to get it grabbing it sooner? 
Yeah, unless that story, which may or may not be true, that a Secret Service agent probably came across a box and said, oh, I wonder what's this in this box, and uh, and found highly classified top secret stuff in it and said, holy crap, and called the Justice Department. That would explain it, wouldn't it? These are the plans to our secret moon nuclear base. Right, right. For instance... Yeah, so I'm not sure how powerful a point I'd need to know more. Uh, let's see more. That Jason is the key phrase to this whole thing. What? You need to know more. That's the key phrase for this whole thing. We all need to know more. You think people should, like, know what they're talking about before they spout off? Shut up. Clip 34, Michael. And the public here is asking these big picture questions. Is this a fishing expedition for January 6th? Is this about going after one of President Biden's potential opponents in 2024? Uh, This looks like political theater, I think, to the average voter. And it's it's part of a pattern here of of, of Trump's opponents violating norms in response uh, to the president himself uh, violating norms. Yeah, the, the average American doesn't think this is political theater. If you're a Republican, you do. If you're a Democrat, you think he did something. He had some secrets he shouldn't have had. I've seen the polling on that. It's the mm-hmm. obvious result, just like they all are. Um, but I almost said something to your. We should wait for more information uh, before we start spouting off. Actually, Please? I mean, um, uh, uh, you know, I'll explain this coming back on why oh. you can justify not waiting. Until you have more information before you spout off. In defense of spouting off, Jack Armstrong. I'm a talk show host, so you'd probably think I would be in defense of spouting (laughs) off. That's kind of what we do. Spouter. Professional spouter. That's what it says on my taxes. Exactly. Spouts for a living. Um, (laughs) (laughs) More spouting to come. Stay with us. Is the Ford F-150 Lightning a game changer for electric cars? Among other things that aren't politics, we'll be talking about. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I want to know what, you know, what led to this. I think every Republican believes that the FBI, when it comes to Trump, and other organizations have lost their minds. This should scare the living daylights out of American citizens. The way our federal government has gone, it's it's like what we thought about the Gestapo and people like that. Hmm, is it? No, no, it's really not. And that's a U.S. senator? Is that what he is? The uh, the bald guy from Florida? Uh, Rick Scott. Uh, what is he right now? He was the governor. I know he's the head of the Republican Senate uh, re-election committee, okay. folks. Anyway, yeah, he's been a senator and a governor. He's a pretty powerful politician. Thrown around Gestapo talk, and uh, obviously there's been plenty thrown around on the left about Trump for six years now. Um. And it reminds me of this. Where did I first hear about this? If I had a dollar for every time they called Trump Hitler, I'd grow a little mustache. I don't know what that has to do with dollars, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> I think I heard about this on the Sam Harris podcast. Is these various experiments they've done where it shows that you tend to believe the first thing you hear, no matter what. And so that is some defense of getting out early with your story, even if you know it's crap or it 
there's a decent chance it's going to be proven to be crap is that people believe the first thing they hear and they stay wedded to that even in the face of proof and they've done all kinds of you should look into it it's fascinating they've done all kinds of psychological studies where they have a, a couple of rooms full of people and they go in and they tell them something and then they come back and say what we said earlier is not true you know, a dog can't read and write or whatever it is. And, uh, and, 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 and then they come back like a week later and ask people and like a big chunk of the people still believe the first thing you told them, even though you went back and told them that that wasn't true. It's just the way our brains work for some reason. Hmm. So there is a real incentive. And I don't know if all politicians know this. I think all salespeople know this, like Donald Trump. Um, uh, they just intuitively know that the first thing people hear about something is what they tend to believe. No matter what happens. Right. Plant your flag, and and then everybody else fights around whether that flag should be there, but the flag is there. I find that disturbing. I do, too. Human nature is disturbing. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, it's funny. There are just times when technology, uh, specifically, um, enables you to do things that you used to be able to do without causing much harm, but now you can do them so quickly and reach so many people. Um, the, the, the game has changed, I think, for the worse. I'm, I'm doing a poor job of explaining this. Um, you could make a ridiculous claim in the past, and it could not cause that much damage because it filtered out slowly. The counter narrative could get going, the rest of it. But now we're just washed over with information over and over and over again. And misinformation is just, it's, well, it's, it's constant. So they took a look at the new Ford F-150 Lightning. In the New York Times over the weekend, can the F-150 Lightning make everyone want a truck that plugs in? Uh, I saw one the other day. Looks like a Ford F-150, but runs on electricity. And it's the number one selling vehicle uh, for the past 35 years or something like that. So that could be a big deal. Here's the good news in their review. Uh, Consumer demand is very high for the Lightning, by the way. Uh, People currently have to wait three years for one. Wow. You have to get in line. Wow. Part of that is the demand. Part of it is the low supply because of computer chips and pandemic and all that other stuff. It's also going to be a little pricey. It depends on where you live on whether or not you could afford it. The prices for the 2023 Lightning will now range from about forty-seven dollars to $97,000. That's a jump of $8,500 per model, which is more than the, the, the rebate that the government is going to give you, which I'm not sure that's a good idea either, that mm. I should give you some of my tax money to, to give you the incentive to buy an electric truck, but it doesn't make up for the how much extra it is. So that's still a problem with the electric vehicles is that they're pretty pricey. Boy, the idea of a ninety hundred thousand dollar pickup truck is just so crazy to me. Yeah, I know, and not, I know, I agree. Um, oh, but they're, they're crazy powerful too. Like you know, electric vehicles are so fast; it's so heavy. It's like six thousand pounds, but it's really? very, very powerful. Yeah, electric vehicles are very... My Tesla weighs as much as a giant SUV. Well, you got to stop and steer that much mass going that fast, which uh, sounds like a bit of a challenge to me. Mm. So the uh, country's getting awfully shooty. Perhaps you've heard that. Some crime stats that'll blow your mind. If you can't stay with us, grab the podcast later. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Businessweek, Fortune, and Wired, 
And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A man was walking his dog, comes up here and pulls his shorts down and defecated on our property. I think it's probably retaliation. I just like to think that most people are going to be courteous and respectful and responsible pet owners and clean up after them. But when these kinds of things happen, you end up on the news. So, so okay, so somebody's, some, somebody was letting their dog poop on your yard, so you retaliated by you? F- you? The human pooping on their yard? Is that what that, happened? That is my understanding of it. Where did this troubling story unfold, Michael? Michelangelo, our technical it, director. It was in Colorado, I somewhere. Good Lord. You know, I was watching a YouTube video with Victor Davis Hansen, one of the smartest people in America on war and that sort of thing, using the example of lawn disputes 
for how countries can end up at war, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to make sense, saying that it doesn't make sense that people would come to blows over a dispute about, you know, lawn clippings, but it happens all the time. So if that can, if that human nature can happen between two people in suburbia, then obviously one country can attack another country for a reason that doesn't make sense. So are you saying Archduke Ferdinand pooped on Prussia's lawn, in effect, launching World War I? Mm. Anyway, that's, uh, that is, that's uh, troubling, but it's a good point. Huh. <sighs> See if you can figure out precisely where the unfortunate pooping took place, Michael. I'd like okay. to know that. I'll, I don't I'll know why I'd like to know that, but I would like to know that. Um, so uh, speaking of people doing unkind things to each other, a quick roundup. Uh, Tijuana, Mexico, it went crazy. Last week, there's some sort of cartel uh, violence dispute going on, and there were dozens of vehicle fires, transportation, uh, um, I'm sorry, public transportation vehicles, among others, some privately owned, burning vehicles blocking roadways. Um, the uh, U.S. consulate said, shelter in place, do not leave your homes. Just crazy. And the mayor of Tijuana says it was all cartel something or other, and the National Guard was is patrolling the streets um so craziness there uh that's mildly interesting but i don't live in mexico um back to the u.s and our increasingly insane blue cities uh, a bunch of shootings over the weekend in seattle um as that city continues to reckon with its decimated police force after the years of neglect and lack of support um, just everybody's shooting up, everybody else. But Philadelphia is the city I really want to talk about, particularly uh, because the New York Times had a long piece about this. And I thought it just it uh, portrayed so many of the attitudes about gun violence and guns and culture in America. Good springboard for discussion. More than 1,400 people have been shot this year in Philadelphia. 1,400, hundreds of them fatally, a higher toll than New York or Los Angeles. And L.A. is no sh- uh, stranger to people shooting each other these days. And they go into some of the uh, the particulars, kids, teenagers, middle-aged ladies. Here's a 29-year-old woman gunned down. She's at a front porch cookout. Sounds like one of the, the, the great Things Americans have always done with each other. Get together, roast up some burgers or something like that. Laugh, maybe have a beer or two. She got gunned down. Somebody drives by and just shoots up the crowd. Um, She was the 322nd murder victim of the year. Highest in police records. Passing the bleak milestone set just last year. Um, And while a lot of places have had rising violent crime in the last several years, uh, we're always reminded it's not as bad as the 90s or the 70s. No, Philadelphia is as bad as it has ever been. Mm. And uh, alarms have sounded about gun violence across the country, but Philadelphia is one of the few major American cities where it truly is as bad as it has ever been. Um, and then to get into some of the attitudes, which I found so interesting. First one. And this is, again, this is the New York Times, so you know it's a a liberal journalist, but the crisis is all the more harrowing for having been so concentrated in certain neighborhoods in North and West Philadelphia, places that were left behind decades ago by redlining and other forms of discrimination, and now are among the poorest parts of what is often called the country's poorest big city. Okay, so it's systemic racism, 
uh, some of the racist practices of the past and poverty. I know plenty of poor people. I have known plenty of poor people who don't shoot anybody. But that's uh, explanation number one. They points out they point out violence has erupted at other times in other places, but much of the gunfire uh, r- r- rings out in the uh, the tough tough hoods. City government has rolled out an array of efforts to address the crisis, including grants for community groups, violence intervention programs, and earlier curfews. But one crucial matter, there's on one crucial matter, there seems to be no ready answers. What to do about all of the guns? Said one brave guy who's the director of the Fathership Foundation. I love the name. I don't know much about the organization, but he goes into the tough neighborhoods and tries to promote the idea that if you have a kid, you ought to raise a kid. God bless him. He says, everybody is armed. Nobody's without a gun in these zip codes because they've always been dangerous. In the news conference. Legally purchased guns, of course. Uh, no, it appears people are willing, Jack, to overlook gun laws that are passed one after the other after the other. You know, on that first uh, excuse of racism or poverty, I'm thinking of the Old West when you had all the shootings going on. And nobody ever, I've never heard anybody posit that the reason in Dodge City, Kansas, people were shooting it out was income inequality or some sort of racism or something like that. Wow, what it, a great point. It was just a culture of lawlessness. And there wasn't a way to stop bad people from doing bad things. Well, it was certainly a culture of of uh, solving disputes with force. Right. And that the only authority is your own authority and your six gun. And there wasn't enough legal authority to stop that from happening. Right. Yeah, well said. Well said. Uh, then they talk about the enormous number of guns on the streets and that have been sold legally and illegally. Um, none of these figures include the apparently flourishing market in illegal guns. Over the past two years, reports of stolen guns have spiked. Major gun trafficking pipelines have been uncovered. And according to the police, many more guns have been found that were illegally converted into fully automatic weapons. One That's against the law. I believe once again these people are willing to flout existing gun laws. Jack. Well, I'm I know just, how disappointing that is to you. I'm just trying to point out how they are have run afoul of gun laws. One possible remedy to this being uh, advocated even by lefties in Philadelphia. When I tell you what it is, it will shock you. Darren. But first, a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. Uh, coincidence that we're, we're doing this commercial right now, but my gosh, what a great home security system Simply Safe is. It's customizable to your needs, the, what threatens you. Uh, maybe you live in a safe place, but you're concerned about fire, for instance, or flooding, that sort of thing. Uh, Simply Safe Home Security is the best system you can get. It's customizable and it's less expensive. With their 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. And their agents really care about your well-being, highly trained. They stay on the line with you to keep you calm and safe during stressful situations until help arrives. It's really awesome. And as Joe mentioned, it don't cost much. Less than a dollar a day, no long-term contract. So call and sign your three-year deal net. What? What? No long-term contracts. They earn your business every day. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Go today. Use our code. Claim a free indoor security camera. Plus, wow, that's cool. Plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Shine a light on 
shine a light. Back to Philadelphia freedom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, oh, yeah, so they're awash with guns. So what do they think they ought to do about it? The cities sued the gun-friendly state legislature for preempting its authority to enact stronger local gun laws. To your point... Oh, great. Now I've got to ignore six, no, seven gun laws before I shoot my gang rival, said nobody ever. But the person who wants to be a law-abiding citizen now has more laws and hoops they have to jump through to try to own a gun legally, even though it's a constitutional right. Right. Officials in Philadelphia have publicly quarreled among themselves about enforcement of the laws on the books. There you go. In July, after two police officers were shot at a 4th of July celebration, some city council leaders even suggested returning to a police tactic that many people had come to see as the shame of an earlier era. That word is era. (gasps) Stop and frisk. Lefty leaders in Philly are saying, we got to go back to stop and frisk. Quote, Uh, City Council President said at a news conference, there are a lot of citizens in the streets of the city of Philadelphia that talk about when are we going to look at stop and frisk in a constitutional and active way. Those are conversations that people have to have. Now, there's a consent decree that uh, monitors all police stops in Philadelphia, and there's opposition from other leaders, and they mention there's no real evidence. The practice works very well, blah, blah, blah. And then they mention, and there's irony here, you know, around here, any real racism is is awful and we hate it. But at the beginning of the, art, the article, they made the point that most of the violence is in specific neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And they talked about redlining and, and racism of the past, blah, blah, blah. But they state that the bloodshed is in specific neighborhoods, okay? And then they point out that uh, stop and frisk uh, overwhelmingly targeted black Philadelphians. The New York Times does. As if that's proof that, it, well, it's racist at its core. That's the neighborhoods you just told me the violence is. It's mostly black people there. Who do you think is going to get stopped? Do you want to go into the, to the Nordstrom Shoe Department and stop and frisk rich old ladies? What the hell are you going to do that for? That's a waste of the cops' time. They're trying to save black lives because black lives matter. So, yes, they're doing it in those neighborhoods. But the New York Times acts as, well, they just keep walking. They say that, then they just don't even look into it. They don't even, they pretend like they haven't just made a major hypocritical point. It's unbelievable. But wait, there's more. I feel like the Chicago Chamber of Commerce needs to get all this Philadelphia information out there. Hey, everybody in the media, quit reporting on how many shootings there were in Chicago over the weekend. Like it's a national thing. Uh, Start paying attention to Philadelphia a little bit. (laughs) they're shootier than we are come on much of the frustration jack has been directed at the district attorney larry krasner as an aside george soros funded elected radical quote-unquote criminal justice lunatic like chesa bodine and then and count dracula george gascon kermit the dracula in uh, in l.a (laughs) (laughs) Krasner's approach to criminal justice has drawn criticism from the mayor, ire from the police union, threat of impeachment from Republican lawmakers. Krasner, one of the most prominent progressive prosecutors in the country, has long argued that putting a major focus on the arrest and incarceration of people caught carrying firearms without a permit is not only ineffectual, but counterproductive. It diverts police energy and resources from solving violent crime, and it alienates people who they need to be able to talk to. Listen to what this guy says. 
you can make massive numbers of gun arrests and not see significant reductions in shooting. Well, I'd like to test that premise. His point being, and he actually said this, only a small fraction of the people who are arrested for carrying guns without permits are the ones actually driving the violence. So arresting people for gun offenses, there's no point in it because they're not necessarily going to be the murderers. Didn't the perverse, like, third of the New York Times progressive article say we have to get the guns off the street? But their guy, who's the DA, says, nah, don't bother. The police, by the way, are extremely hostile to and critical of Mr. Krasner's theories and practices, and they want him gone as soon as possible. There's more to this. We're running late. We probably ought to grab a break. All right, and plenty of other stuff to talk about. Uh, California is going to become the first state in the nation to offer school lunches to everyone, regardless of your income. Universal free lunches starts this year. Kind of snuck up on us. And uh, is that a good idea or not? Among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't know if you follow us on Twitter, you should, but uh, I tweeted out, I had a six-pack Saturday night, and uh, I tweeted out the picture, I had a six-pack of deviled eggs I bought at the grocery store. (laughs) I thought it was funny that they came in a six-pack. A six-pack of deviled eggs, now that's a good Saturday night. Boy, it's been a while since I've had a deviled egg. Every bit as good as you remember. They're good. Deviled is that uh, is that satanic? Is that more or less satanic eggs? That's why I did it on Saturday and not the Lord's Day. <laughs> okay. Also, uh, quick uh, clarification: Indeed, the man pooping on his neighbor's lawn was in Denver, Denver, Colorado. Sickening. Apparently, this guy made a post on Nextdoor, the Nextdoor app, saying, "Hey, this guy's letting his dog poop on my lawn," and the guy then decided to take vengeance on the next door posting by leaving his own <laughs> on that same guy's lawn do you re- realize that it's not just they're not in the same category a dog pooping on your lawn or a dude pooping on your lawn are not Ooh. even in the same category they kind of are i don't think they are <laughs> i arrange my categories differently than you do clearly Jack, it's worth knowing. Fecal matter. Yes, Johnny. That's right, Johnny. That's right. Uh, it's probably worth mentioning that anyone who urinates or defecates in any public way or place in Denver can be charged with a Class two offense and can see up to 60 days in jail. Something you know about, don't you, that's sir? That's why I was told by the Denver police to never come back <laughs> to Denver because I was urinating in the parking lot of a bar. That's right. Many, many moons ago. Am oh, yeah. I correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've grown since. You've learned. A, you've matured. At least a couple of months ago. No, it was like 30 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, back to uh, the, the bloodletting in Philadelphia, which makes Chicago look like, uh, you know, there isn't lead flying back and forth all day and all night. Um, got into Larry Krasner, this progressive DA, who has the same... Marxist, lunatic, I I don't even know how to describe it, views of crime and punishment that so many of these Soros-funded radical DAs have. Uh, His idea being, uh, there's no point in arresting people for carrying guns because they might not shoot anybody. Anyway, the police commissioner, who's a woman by the name of Danielle Outlaw, ironically enough, said, I think there's some philosophical differences between us. She said she advocated a both and, not an either-or approach. Earlier this year, the cops created a special unit dedicated to investigating non-fatal shootings, which is kind of obvious, but underemphasized. You got somebody willing to kill another human being with a gun, but if the trauma surgeon is good enough and quick enough, it's not a murder, so you just think, eh, let's not worry about it. And that person goes on their merry way. She says, there have to be consequences for those who are carrying and using these guns illegally. If I go out and get this gun, nothing's going to happen to me. Why would that preclude me from doing anything else illegally with a gun? And then, you know, a final note, they quote a bunch of people in the neighborhoods, citizens, uh, folks who've lost loved ones, who say, 
Do what you need to. Stop people. Frisk people. Get rid of the guns. Have disincentives for all of these young people to carry guns, please. That's not the voice of the elite progressive DA. That's the voice of the people in the neighborhood. Send the cops in here and let them do their jobs. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, at some point you'd, you'd think you'd be willing to do to practically practically anything to get that to stop. Well, yeah, and again, the people in the hood are saying, we're not worried about the cops being here. Send them in. But the, the people at the top of the food chain, the elites who live in their you know gated communities of private security say, oh, no, 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 that ignores the systemic problems and the history of blah, 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 and the income inequality, blah, blah, blah. Stop it. Enforce the law. Have a little more on the one-year anniversary of pulling out of Afghanistan, which was a disaster then, and it's uh, uh, even more of a disaster for the poor people who live in Afghanistan now. Um, also want to talk a little bit about the stabbing of uh, the author, Salman Rushdie, and uh, who is behind it and what it means. So, more of that. Um, I feel like that didn't get enough attention, I guess because of the Trump Mar-a-Lago thing, partially. Which yeah. sucked, sucked all the air out of everything, including this is to Joe Biden's benefit. You know, nobody's talking about inflation and all that sort of stuff. I mean, people are in their real lives, but politically they aren't talking about it. If you miss an hour of the show ever, you can get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.